You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Snow Days, Part 2 By X-Filer NJ on AO3 Rating, Teen and Up Christmas Morning, Scully Family Well, what was that all about? What did Bill have to say? As if I don't already know. Mulder laid his head back against the headrest, closed his eyes, and huffed angrily. Mulder. Scully waited until he opened his eyes. As usual, Bill is being a horse's ass. Nothing new. Listen, I love you, and I want you to go so I can show off my beautiful Christmas present. I want to show off my new fiancé as well. What do you say, partner? Bill would have a heart attack for sure if you paraded around in that skimpy little nightgown. Mulder. With an exaggerated leer, Mulder leaned over and kissed her. Scully moaned softly into his mouth as his tongue worked its magic. When they came up for air, Mulder smiled smugly. Bring it on, Scully. They were about ten minutes from Maggie's home. Scully was grateful someone had made sure the streets were cleared. The traffic was still light and the sky clear when she glanced quickly at Mulder. Mulder's eyes were closed she could see that he was still a bit pale with a hint of pain evident around his eyes. There was a line of dried blood down the side of his face, and his arm was wrapped securely across his chest under his seatbelt. Scully hoped that his ribs were just badly bruised, and she was almost certain he had a mild concussion that would only cause him a light headache from the blow to the head. She knew he did not want another trip to the hospital on yet another holiday, and for that, she'd be keeping an extra close eye on him while at her mom's. Scully turned onto Maggie's street and pulled up along the curb in front of the house when she noticed an extra car in the drive. She wasn't sure, but hoped it was her youngest brother, Charlie, arriving unannounced, surprising the family. She looked at her now fiancé with a smile, but was sad to see him hurt again. It seems as though if anyone were to suffer, Mulder would be the one. He had tried to miss the car and was able to keep her safe and take the brunt of the accident. The young man that had hit them had not stopped to check on them. If it were not for the kind man whose nickname was Bear, there would be no way of telling how long they would have to wait in the cold or if they had been able to spend Christmas with the family. Scully pulled out her phone and dialed her mom's number, hoping the one person she didn't want to talk with answered. A familiar voice came across the line, which made her smile. Charlie! she exclaimed happily. I'm so glad you're here. Would you please come out front and help me get Mulder into the house? He was injured in the accident we had on our way here, she quietly added. Thanks. We're out by the road. Thank you, Charlie, she said, then disconnected the call as she reached out and ran her fingers across Mulder's cheek. Hey, babe, are you okay? We're here at Mom's. Mulder quietly groaned, turning his head towards her voice. Do I have to, Mom? He whined, then grinned. Don't know if I can stand seeing Bill's scowl this early in the morning. His smile betrayed his words. I'll be okay, babe. Just need to find a comfortable spot to rest. I don't want to disappoint your mom again. I know how much she wants you here. Just stick me in a dark place where Bill can't find me. We'll both be happy then. Quit worrying. Mom always looks forward to seeing you too. Oh, wait, just a minute. Charlie is here. She rolled her window down when Charlie rounded the car. I'm going to pull my car out of the drive so you can park closer to the house. That way Mulder doesn't have to walk as far. Then I'll pull it behind you. Charlie tapped the window and then took off. 
When he had parked out at the curb, Scully pulled into the drive as close as she could to the house. She reached over and grabbed Mulder's hand and let him know that Charlie was going to help him into the house. Mulder nodded and let Scully exit the car and open his door. Charlie parked and then jogged up to their car. Hey, Mulder, didn't think I was ever going to meet you. Sorry it has to be this way. Let's see if we can get you inside, he quietly said and then gently unlatched the seatbelt. I want you to hold on to my hand so you can have control over your pain. You squeeze and pull as hard as you need to. Place your right leg on the ground and then slowly turn your whole body, not just at the waist. Mulder did as Charlie asked. He grunted as he turned and was able to place his left leg out onto the ground. Charlie noticed his labor breathing and suggested he rest for a moment. Mulder nodded, but held onto Charlie's hand, then loosened his grip and gave Charlie an apologetic smile. Suddenly, the front door opened and a familiar figure appeared. What the hell is taking so long? Charlie, Dana, come on into the house. Let him go back home so we can have our Christmas. We've already had to wait on breakfast because of him, Bill yelled with a familiar scowl. But he can't help himself with one last verbal slap across Mulder's face. The sorry son of a bitch has already run Dana's Christmas. I won't let him run the rest of ours. Charlie's face had turned a dangerous color of red, and the deep growl that emanated from his chest only got louder. He saw Mulder's sad, pale face. Charlie patted his hand and told him to hang on. Mulder grabbed Charlie's hand tighter. Don't, Charlie, please. I don't want to cause any problems. Just call me a cab and I'll go home. Scully can stay with her family. Mulder, you'll be spending Christmas with us. If that beautiful ring on my sister's finger is what I think it is, then you are just as much family as Bill is. More so, in my opinion. If he doesn't like the fact that you will be with Dana today, then he can go find another place to spend Christmas. Charlie patted Mulder's hand again and nodded. You rest and I'll be right back. Charlie turned to his sister and asked her to comfort Mulder while he went to take care of something before they brought Mulder in. He didn't wait for his sister's response. He turned and started up the steps, calling his wife Karen to the door. When she appeared, she knew something bad was going to happen and had a feeling she knew why. Karen, make sure the boys stay in the kitchen, please, quickly. Karen didn't ask, just nodded and disappeared in the house. When he heard her close the kitchen door, Charlie turned to his brother and without saying a word, knocked Bill on his ass. He looked down at the stunned features on his brother's face. He reached down and grabbed Bill's shirt with both hands and brought his face up so he was sure that Bill could hear every word he said. Bill, I've had enough with your oh-so-superior attitude when you are around. You are not God. You are not our father. You are not our superior. You are nothing. Do you hear me? You are nothing to me. One more word out of your mouth, one more scowl on your face, and I will kick your sorry ass out of this house. Don't think I won't. Don't tempt me, Bill, because you will not like the results. Charlie shoved Bill back to the floor, and when he looked up, he saw his mother standing in the foyer with a shocked look on her face. He shook his head at her and silently asked her not to say a word. She nodded and waited for Bill to stand. Bill, get up and get out of my sight and make yourself scarce for the rest of the morning, he calmly told Bill. He turned to Maggie and asked, Mom, give me band-aids and something to clean a wound. Also, do you happen to have that wrap we used on Dad when he hurt his ribs? The one time when he fell down the front steps. We're going to need them. Maggie nodded and with a thank you from her son, turned and went in search of what was needed. 
Charlie went back to the car and found Mulder in his sister's eyes, bright with tears. Mulder lowered his head and started shaking. Charlie could see the tears glistening on his cheeks and squad down in front of him. Mulder, look at me, please, he said softly. What I did was not your fault, Charlie said softly, then shook his head when Mulder tried to speak. No, don't even try to say anything. I have listened to Bill's mouth and had to put up with his holier-than-thou attitude for too many years and most of this morning, he says he looked into Mulder's eyes. You are the love of my sister's life, and I will not have him or anyone treat you anything other than family. If Bill cannot conform, then he can go find another family. I've had it with him. Now, Mom is waiting in the living room to help Dana with your injuries. How about we don't keep her waiting, okay? Mulder looked at Charlie and nodded his thanks. He just could not say anything at the moment without breaking down, and Scully was well aware. It's okay, babe. You don't have to say anything. Charlie and I both understand. Now let's get you inside before you freeze. Mulder smiled and then grabbed Charlie's hand once more and squeezed it tightly. Thank you. Charlie grinned and then carefully helped Mulder up and out of the car. Charlie stood on his left side and helped support his bruised ribs and held his right side with a firm but gentle hand. They slowly made it up the steps into the house without incident, and Charlie gently lowered Mulder to the couch, then stepped back to allow his sister to sit beside Mulder. Maggie rushed into the living room with medical provisions in hand and placed them on the coffee table for her daughter. She smiled warmly at Mulder and patted his cheek. Let's see if we can get you to feeling better. Scully smiled and hugged her for the both of them. Mulder lowered his head and said, thanks, Mom. Karen appeared and placed a gentle hand on her husband's back. Charlie wrapped his arm around his wife's waist and watched as Scully began cleaning Mulder's face and gently placing ointment and a Band-Aid on the small cut. The boys didn't hear anything you said, but they did hear everything that Bill said. Maddie started crying, but Tommy and Stevie were beyond furious with Bill. Tara was embarrassed as hell and gave Bill another earful after she took him to the bathroom with an ice pack. I hope she locked him in their room. I have a feeling, between the two of you, Bill won't be saying anything else. At least I hope he doesn't. Then he will hear from me, Tommy, and Stevie. Charlie couldn't help but smile at his wife. He knew she couldn't stand Bill, and he didn't much blame her. She never did, from the beginning, cower down to Bill's bullying. Between him and his wife, his sons have also learned not to as well. Okay, while you are taking care of him, I'm going to go have a talk with the boys about what's going on. Otherwise, you'll have three very eager hooligans driving you crazy with all sorts of questions about the X-Files. You are a hero in both my boys' eyes. Charlie shrugged and then turned towards the kitchen. Maggie asked Karen if she could get Mulder a glass of iced tea. While she got him some extra strength Tylenol for the pain he was currently suffering from. Scully had finished cleaning and patching the injury on the side of his head. She also made sure there were no other injuries to his head. Then Scully and Maggie helped to get Mulder's shirt off and his ribs securely wrapped. She had already checked to make sure he didn't have any further damage to his ribs before the wrap. She gently placed his shirt on and even buttoned him up with a sad smile. Hey, babe, he said as he reached up and lifted her chin with his fingers. I'm going to be okay. I'm in a little pain, which the Tylenol will take care of. I just need to lay down and rest for a bit. Mom, would it be okay if we go to the back of the house to the den? He could rest for a while and not disturb anyone. Of course, Dana. Let me get Charlie back out to help you get Fox settled. Maggie was up and gone before anyone could disagree. Charlie came out of the kitchen and had Mulder on his way when they found Bill lounging in the recliner watching a game. 
Mulder quietly groaned and then started to back out the door. Bill scowled as they helped Mulder to the couch, making sure he was settled and comfortable. He watched Dana close when she came through the door with a blanket and a pillow. She settled down in front of Mulder and began pulling his tennis shoes off, then covered him with the blanket and placed the pillow beneath his head. She gave him a tender kiss on the cheek and told him she loved him. Bill's scowl deepened and his face became an alarmingly deep red. What is he doing here? Take him to the hospital and drop him off. He's only going to run my Christmas. Bill snarled, his voice low, not realizing Mulder had heard him, as did Charlie and Dana. Mulder closed his eyes and turned his head away from Bill. Charlie snapped and turned his anger full force on his brother. He stepped closer to him just as Bill stood from the chair. Out, Bill. Now. Charlie's deep growl only made Bill matter, but he relented and started for the door. Charlie turned back to Dana and told her to lock the door when they left, and he would let everyone know why. Once they were beyond the door and Charlie heard the lock click into place, he turned back to his so-called brother. Bill winced, thinking he was going to have a matching bruise on the other cheek. What is wrong with you? Both he and Dana were in a car accident this morning on their way over here. From what Dana said, young man almost skidded head-on into them, and Mulder maneuvered the car and wound up in a snowdrift on the other side of the road. Mulder had taken the brunt of the accident, so Dana was unharmed. A man stopped and helped them get their car back on the road. Mulder did try to stay away, knowing how hateful you are to Dana, and would not let her enjoy Christmas because of your hatred for him. Mulder has never done anything but help Dana and Mom. He is always around and available if Mom needs his help. Now, Bill, can you say the same? I know I can't because I live too far away, as do you. Mulder treats her as if she were his mom. For that, I am extremely grateful to Mulder for watching over our mother like he does. Charlie stopped and watched his brother while he talked. Bill would not relent. His hatred embedded way too deep to uncover so easily. Bill, you are so full of yourself that you cannot see what you're doing. Mulder refused going to the hospital because he didn't want to run our sister's Christmas. He came here suffering from a mild concussion and extremely bruised ribs, which was a result of the accident. And all you can think about is that he is running your Christmas? Look around, Bill. You are not the only one in this family. And furthermore, you are the only one, and I mean only one with this attitude. You cannot run rough shout over everyone while you are here. You cannot tell everyone how to feel. You have no right talking to Mulder the way you do. Wake up, Bill. Our sister's in love with Mulder, and he's in love with Dana. They have been together for a long time, and there is no separating them, no matter what you say. Now, if you cannot accept Mulder as part of this family, then you can go find another family to be with. We don't need your hatred around the kids, whom I have to say, they love him. He doesn't make them feel they are not welcomed or can't open their mouths around him as you do. Bill, can I ask you something? Why are you here really? I mean, you're here to be with us and enjoy family time because all I ever see you do when you walk in the store is start barking orders and then plant your ass in the recliner with the television on and you don't move until someone lets you know it's time to eat. Do you even help set the table? Do you even help to clear the table after we eat? Do you offer any help in the kitchen? No, you disappear and refuse to have anything to do with us. Not even your own wife and son. Charlie shook his head when he continued to see the blank look on his brother's face. You really don't see how you are when you're here, do you? I truly feel sorry for you because you think you are so much like dad was just because you followed him into the Navy. Well, let me tell you something, Bill. You are not and never will be like dad. When dad was home, 
He played with us, watched television with us, and even played games with us in the backyard. When was the last time you played with Maddie or even watched a show with him? Because I've yet to see you spend any time with him at all. It's as if you're only here to make us serve you and convince yourself when you leave that you spent time with your mom and siblings. Well, it stops now. You either join the family and become a part of this family, or you can leave. You can still have the same experiences you are having now at a motel. They have comfortable beds and a television. You can even go down to the diner and have someone serve you. You know that? Just find a place out of everyone's way and keep to yourself and your damn mouth shut. I've had it with you. I no longer have a brother, and I haven't had one since I was about three years old when you bullied me around. I don't know you or who you are, and if I hear you are bothering Dana and Mulder, you will never have any peace while I'm here. Charlie shoved his way past Bill and went to the kitchen, only to find his mom, Tara, Karen, along with Maddie, Tommy, and Stevie standing at the kitchen door. There were tears visible, even in the smallest scully eyes. He hung his head, but Karen pulled him into the kitchen and hugged him tightly and told him she loved him and was so proud of him for standing up to his brother for his family. Charlie looked around and all had smiles on their faces. Maddie begged to be picked up and hugged by his uncle Charlie and told him he loved him. Charlie's tears fell as he hugged Maddie back. Bill stood at the door where no one could see him and hung his head. He went quietly out the front door and sat on the porch swing to think. Maggie grabbed the boys and Charlie and headed for the Christmas tree. They gathered all the presents and went for the den. With a little coaxing from Uncle Charles, Maddie knocked lightly on the door and called for his Aunt Dana. Scully opened the door and found them standing at the door laden with presents. She stepped back from the door and looked back at Mulder. He slowly and carefully pulled himself up and watched as they all filled in and laid presents all around. Scully grabbed her keys and asked Charlie if he could get the presents from the trunk of Mulder's car. Karen came in with a small tree that Maggie had displayed in the dining room hutch and set it on the table beside the couch and plugged it in. Maddie's eyes lit up with small twinkling lights and thought it was the greatest thing in the world. He asked Uncle Fox if he thought so too. They laughed and watched the boys look at tags and begin separating the presents into piles. Charlie came in and placed the presents in front of Dana on the coffee table. The boys automatically started separating and distributing them amongst the others. Mulder and Dana laughed as the boys looked at their bounty, waiting for the signal to begin diving in. The air was crisp and cold. He shivered but refused to move. He thought about all that Charlie had said to him. Had he really been as bad as his brother said? Looking back on past holidays here in his mom's house, he closed his eyes and tried to picture them. He could see him walking into the house and hug his mom, then put their bags in the designated room they always used. He then went to the den and turned the television on, and hollered at his wife to fix him a glass of tea. He never moved until the meal was ready. After eating, he automatically, without a word, went back to the den until it was time to take his family to his room for the night. He thought over other times, it seemed to play out the same, with the exception of when Dana pissed him off because of Mulder. He always blamed Mulder for anything and everything that happened. He hated Mulder for no absolute reason. He only needed someone to blame all his troubles on. He realized he had a lot to answer for past and present. In the past, he'd always felt like he was better because he was older, and he thought he could do whatever he wished as long as his parents were clueless to his actions. The past tended to lend bad habits to the present. He just shook his head and with a heavy heart hoped that his brother and sister would eventually forgive him. 
Tommy and Stevie stacked their Uncle Bill's presents to the side. They looked up when they realized Swan was standing in the doorway. They immediately got up and went to the couch where their Uncle Mulder was seated and carefully sat beside their Aunt Dana. Maggie noticed something had changed in her son's demeanor and got up and hugged him and wished him a Merry Christmas. She pulled him into the den and let him get settled on the floor next to Tara. I wanted to apologize to everyone for the way I've been acting, for the past and present. Charlie, I am so sorry for how I treated you while growing up. I can't excuse my actions, but I hope that one day you'll be able to forgive me. I don't expect you to today. That'd be asking too much. Dana, I'm so sorry for all that I said to you over the years and how I treated you growing up as well. I hope you'll be able to forgive me in time. Mulder, my only excuse is that I need someone or something to blame instead of myself. I didn't want to take I didn't want to take responsibility for my actions and started putting it all on you. I see how you love my family, as if you were born into it, and I also see that ring Dana has been wearing since you arrived. I hope eventually you'll be able to forgive me as well. I hope and wish with all my heart that you and my sister will have a great life together. Tommy, Stevie, can you forgive me for treating you the way I have? I love you all very much, and I hope that I'm not asking the impossible. Tara, Maddie, you two are the light of my life, even if I am blind at times and do not see what I have or have not done for you. Maddie, my sweet little man, please forgive me for not being the daddy that I should have been since you were born. Tara, I hope you can forgive me as well. We will talk more later. Everyone wiped their eyes and cheeks of happy tears. Forgiveness was freely given, which made Bill happier than he had been in a very long time without realizing it before. The boys begged to start opening their presents, for which the adults could not refuse. Everyone was extremely pleased and happy with the love and laughter shared by family, with the simplest thing as opening the gift. Bill and Charlie helped Mulder to the dining room to share the family Christmas meal. Now that Mulder was part of the family, he asked to call Maggie mom, and the boys started calling him Uncle Fox. Mulder graciously gave in to them, which only made them love their uncle even more. Mulder was able to sit relatively comfortable and thoroughly enjoy the meal and let the women know how great it was by rubbing his belly, which only set off a chain reaction amongst the males at the table. Mulder and Scully shared their good news with the rest of the family, which the women folk were going crazy over Scully's engagement ring. Mulder smiled as he watched Scully with her mom, as they hugged and Scully wiped away her mom's tears. Overall, after a rough start to the day, Mulder and Scully left later that afternoon in good spirits. Charlie, Karen, Bill, and Tara waved their goodbyes while the boys ran around the front yard yelling and waving as they headed out of sight back to Scully's apartment. According to her, Mulder needed his rest from sitting up for way too long. Later that evening, the love of his life was curled up against him as her head rested on his chest. Mulder kept watch over her for a short time and then followed her into a blissful sleep. Snow days can be bad, but there are times when those days turn into some of the best you could ever have and remember. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there. <laughs>